0: You are now listening to the Curiosity-Led Podcast. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Curiosity-Led Podcast, where we focus on asking good questions in order to become better people and build better cultures. Uh, my name is Emilio Soria, and uh, this is actually the first podcast episode for 2021. It's now February 1st. Uh, I took uh, most of December... 2020 and uh, January 2021 to do some uh, restructuring in my business, create some new partnerships uh, and expand a little bit. So <clears throat> I figured February 1st, a good a time as any. Now, uh, the topic for today's discussion is your employee engagement survey failed you. And I'm going to start by actually going back to the last podcast episode. When I ended the last episode, there were three questions that I gave everyone to go ahead and ask, right? And start looking into when um, thinking about how to plan your new year, uh, creating new goals and what problems you are going to tackle this year? So the three questions I asked was, what are we seeing? So this is more about observing and gathering trends. And then, The second question is looking at what's the real problem here? Right? Pick a trend or two that's seemingly related and start doing a root cause analysis. What's the real problem here? Not the symptom surface stuff, but the real root cause. The third question to that is who is it impacting? Right. And I explained this was through order of consequence. So if you don't understand order of consequence, you could go back to the last episode. It explains it there. We want to see who is it impacting now. These three questions are key, and they actually segue into why your employee engagement survey failed you. So firstly, what you're going to do with the first question, right, what are we seeing? You want to conduct some kind of activity, right? Something that's going to help you narrow down the trends, So it's best to do this with a group of people and they could be cross-functional. They could be in the same team. Uh, If you're going to deal with organizational issues, you you may want some cross-functional people um, and you just want to list out all the trends, everything people are seeing. Um, So you could do an affinity group activity. That's one of my favorites to do. Uh, Basically, the rule is silence. You hand out sticky notes and everybody just writes down things that they see. And, and you give them you know roughly 10, 15 minutes or so to do that. You know, you want to keep it brief, brief enough where it creates a sense of urgency so they don't get lost in thought. Then after that, you take those stickies and you ask people to categorize them. I mean, it doesn't matter what category they come up with. They just take their stickies and they put them in different um, different rows right on a on a sticky sheet on a, a, a piece of, of a chart paper or something and you do one round and then you do a second round and you're going to see that naturally trends are going to emerge, right? So that's what you do for the first question. The second one, you want to see what's the real problem here where you're going to take a look at one of the trends or actually the trend with the most issues under it. And that's going to be the area of focus. And you're going to find out, well, what is the root cause? To these issues that have seeming trends now excuse me so you can start doing a root cause analysis and uh, start having some discussions around what the possible root causes are you can employ you know some measuring techniques for the group like multi-voting and things like that which are pretty effective now once you have that then you have to develop a solution, right? So that moves us to the third question, who is it impacting? This is going to give you your implementation strategy and your communication strategy. So for order of consequence, who is it impacting first? These are the people you have to take care of, you have to empower and you have to make sure they have the necessary tools to bring forth the solution. Second order consequence, they, again, are going to um, feel the brunt of what the first order consequence is uh, doing. So you want to make sure they're prepared to deal with that. Third order out, fourth order out, as far as you want to go, right? Three three orders of consequences most times is enough. Uh, but that's what you do with those three questions. And those three questions are going to help you get to the bottom of what's a real problem. And you can actually open a project on solving this problem. And nine times out of 10, the problem you solve will already link to a business goal. Whether it's a bottom line goal, top line goal, performance goal, whatever it is, um, you can usually find a good uh, project in there. So with that being said, we're gonna segue now. Now, why why do I say that your employee engagement survey failed you? So here's what happens. Every year, An organization, right, will typically put out a survey, right, regardless of size, you know, as a lot of organizations do that. And employee engagement surveys are like the the hot thing, right, or pulse surveys or pulse checks. And basically the purpose of these surveys is really to get an idea of the organizational culture from the point of view of the employees. Right. So. It's designed to assess whether the the employees align with the organization and with their departments, and it wants to measure the level of an employee's commitment, motivation, sense of purpose, and passion uh, for their work and for the organization at large and for leadership. Right? So hearing that off the bat, is like, oh my God, that's great. I'd love to know that. But here's the first point of failure. Employee engagement surveys are a point in time meaning you have to take a lot of things into account when looking at those numbers. Did your organization implement a new software? Was there reorganization that went on? what big changes happened outside the organization socially that may impact the way employees look internally like what happened last year and there was and now there's a big push for social justice and diversity equity and inclusion so you need to take that into account because that's going to impact how employees view the organization leadership and the culture and climate right also <clears throat> excuse me you actually have to do something with that information that's the second reason why your employee engagement survey failed you because it did not provide you ample information to define what you're seeing, what the real problem is, and who is it impacting. You get it at a snapshot. So let's say, for example, you have um, leadership as one of the high uh, impact areas in your survey. So there were less than favorable responses for leadership, and you're trying to figure out what the problem is. But you look across the survey and it really doesn't tell you. It What it's doing is it's taking a snapshot of a lot of different things to let you know how your employees are feeling right now. Now, employee engagement surveys have a place, but what I'll tell you is it's part of a larger study, which leads me into number three, why your employee uh, engagement survey failed you. You don't have a larger plan in which it fits into. You don't have a larger plan. When you get that information, like I mentioned before, you have to do something with it. And if the first time you're actually thinking of doing something is after you got your survey results, you've already missed the boat. And I'll tell you why. Transparency is there. It is perfectly transparent to everyone, what the culture of the organization is. You may not <clears throat> agree, especially if you're in leadership because you don't know what's going on. You have a particular view, but you don't know what's going on with your employees and maybe your employees have a particular view but they may not know what's going on in your, in your wheelhouse. But the culture is still transparent. The fact that there's that gap in information sharing is part of your culture. You have to look at it this way. Your culture is perfectly designed to get you the exact results that you're getting right now. So it's not going to help transparency. Because another thing that happens and why your employee engagement survey fails you is that people are not honest on those things. And there are several reasons. Sometimes they raise issues and actually get their hands slapped. They actually get in trouble. Some people have questions and make suggestions and nothing happens. They either get no follow-up or no answer to their question. We invite them, but then there's no uh, two-way communication. You know, so when I say you have to do something with the information, you need a larger plan. So that if the culture is transparent, there are other things you can look at. So some higher level organizational studies to think about organizational health, right? Organizational diagnostics, you know, we do that at curiosity-led for our clients. You know, we make sure we're taking a holistic look at their organizational health and fitness, as it, especially as it relates to curiosity. Why? Because curiosity is the catalyst for engagement. You want to know what hurts engagement the most? A culture that stifles curiosity. So for those of you that may not know, curiosity, in part, Comes from the Latin word for care. So not asking is equivalent to not caring. Not asking is equivalent to not caring. Let that sink in a moment. Now I'll even go a step further. To not encourage asking questions is to become a tyrant. Now that may seem a little extreme. But I want you to think about it from the perspective of the employee. It's now, okay, you can ask, but don't ask that question or don't ask in this meeting. Don't ask this person. So it's ask, but the culture doesn't encourage asking. So these are things to think about. So looking from an organizational diagnostic perspective, right, we'll come back up to that that 35,000 foot view. Uh, You know, so I'll share something with you guys. So in my uh, DISC assessment, um, you know, part of my uh, character was an eagle, right? So it was dove eagle, right? So I would, you know, 35,000 foot view, very comfortable. (laughs) So if we go back up uh, to that view, when we talk about organizational diagnostics, we want to assess various areas of the business engagement, how employees come to work, you know, whether they enjoy coming to work, if they find a sense of purpose and passion, there's a lot that goes on with that. And every aspect of the org, of an organization is impacted. So when we're talking about looking at your sales, right? Your sales process, looking at your operations, looking at your HR, looking at your leadership, right? Looking at all the areas of your organization, compliance, legal, all of that. And looking at it through the lens of curiosity, What we're really asking is how change capable is this organization? Because that's the power of curiosity. It helps individuals and organizations become change capable because guess what? Change is the normal and it's not even the new normal. It's been normal. So we have to be courageous enough to step out and be wrong and be novices again and allow curiosity to really take its place in our organizations because that's how we become change capable where we're able to change quickly and still find fulfillment and purpose within any job role within the organization easier said than done, but it is a simple idea. Think about the identity of your organization. Have you ever been curious about this? How about your incentives? Do you incentivize curiosity? How about inter, excuse me, how about interactions? What interactions can we think about where we can actually enhance curiosity? And I'm not just talking about play at work. Play at work is important. Actually, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. Um, You know, it's not just having activities that are fun. It's about It's about um, allowing space for those interactions where curiosity can flourish, where people can have discussions and come up with solutions. And the last one is intersections. I mean, are you curious about your intersections? How do people intersect? So when we were in the office right before lockdown, I mean, you know, the water cooler. The break room, right, the hallway, the bathroom the stairwell, the elevator. So these were all areas where we intersect. And these intersections or you know, for lack of a better term, collisions with people are breeding grounds for great ideas. How many times haven't you, when you were back at work, been walking in the office, ran into somebody and in that five minute conversation, you got like 15 questions answered and you were ready to go. So now that we've changed the way we work we need to start thinking about how uh how interactions appear now and how we can get the most out of it it's not about trying to force a square peg in a round hole it's about looking at realistically at what is happening how work is changing and how we can take advantage of those new intersections because folks here's here's the truth about our reality and i'll talk about this again in another episode um but you know to be honest Right now, we're in a new curiosity-led paradigm. And we don't think of it that way, but we are. In the workplace and in life, everyone has access to data and information. It's not like it used to be, where the hoarder of information is with the control. More and more information is available and out there. Even if your organization doesn't share its data with its own employees, which to me is you know, a little nonsensical, but other companies are doing it and making a lot of that information public, right? Secondly, everyone is connected and on the cloud. We got to get with the times. Everyone is connected and on the cloud. If you don't have a business instant messaging system, guess what? Your employees are texting, sending Facebook messages to each other, IG direct messages, talking on Twitter, talking on Clubhouse, talking on TikTok. Everyone is on the cloud and super connected. And you know what? Let's face it. Hierarchies have been subverted. That's an absolute truth with today's paradigm. We want to believe that leadership is still the same as it was, uh, you know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, a decade ago. It, but leadership has changed so much because of this new paradigm. So, with this in mind, we need to become more change capable. The better we make ourselves change capable, the better we make our teams change capable, the better our organizations are change capable. And folks, this is why your employee engagement survey has failed you. It does nothing to address this new curiosity-led paradigm. It gives you a point in time, but no other information on how to analyze that data unless your analyst actually does all that side research and brings that into the analytics, which is very costly and honestly is not going to give you what you want at the end of the day. Start thinking about your organization's identity. Who who are you? Who do you want to be? Think about... Think about your incentives, how you're going to incentivize curiosity moving forward. If you really care about engagement and performance, you know, what interactions are important and to be mindful of it, what intersections should we start mining for that, you know, for that uh, engagement gold, you know, of, of people uh, enriching one another. All right, guys, so that's it for today's episode. Um, it was a long one today, but uh, this was a topic I thought was uh, ridiculously important, especially with clients that I've worked with, you know, I'm helping them recover from some of their past years uh, engagement surveys. And and this is what we're doing to help write them and get them as change capable as quickly as possible. All right. So if you have any more questions, if you uh, want to find out what we're doing, go ahead and visit us at curiosityled.com. Go ahead and sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we're going to start Uh, doing little two minute videos to help you improve your leadership with curiosity. You'll get updates on what's going on with us. Uh, We're also, we also have on the site, our current research topics. Um, So go ahead, visit, sign up, stay on top of what's going on in terms of curiosity. All right. And until until I talk to you guys next time, stay curious, my friends.